Hello world, welcome to episode 19 of the Balance with Music podcast. This is your host, musician, and producer, Ingrid Wood. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now Google Play for you to follow and subscribe to. If you hear some thunder lightning in the background, that's because it is thunder and lightning. Um, <laughs> I'm not in my studio studio right now, so I'm picking up some of the ambient noise, but that's all right. It's real life. If you are a returning listener to the podcast, I appreciate you for coming back. If this is your first time stepping into the balance room, then welcome. I appreciate you so much for hitting play. You know, it's, it's the balance room music podcast, so it's safe to assume that yes, this is a podcast for musicians and music lovers, but it's really for creatives who are or who have a desire to make a living from their creative side. So I thank you again for uh, for hitting play. I want to take a quick moment and thank my sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Salt Drums. Salt Drums is an independent fabricator of custom percussion instruments that are handcrafted from premium materials for the musician who enjoys tasteful tones, timbre, and touch. They specialize in crafting metal drum shells that are rolled in-house, as well as half-inch polyurethane snares and exotic wood finishes. Much like Salt to a Meal, it is Salt Drum's mission to create products that you are excited to practice with and products that bring out the best in your performance. Each drummer is unique and carries a fingerprint-like skill set. After years of professional experience, their craftsmen will create instruments that meet your fingerprint as an artist. The cool thing that Salt Drums is offering my listeners, the Balance Room listeners, is they're offering you all exclusively a 10% discount on your orders Uh on your custom orders. Now this goes until Friday, September 16th, 2016. So make sure that you take advantage of this. You know, if you want to get a custom Tom or a custom snare, um, you can go to saltdrums.com, S-A-L-T-D-R-U-M-S.com. And you can find out how to contact them. I will also have their information in the podcast description of this episode, as well as on the website. All right. So this episode, episode 19, is part two of the conversation that I have with Miss Nikki Glasby, professional drummer and member of the band, The Nth Power. And I really consider this to be the meat and potatoes of our conversation. So, But if you have not checked out part one, which is in episode 18, make sure you check that out. I got some some really, really great feedback about that episode. You know, shout out to at Saudi the MUA on Instagram and on Twitter at Lauren is live. She retweeted and, and, and she said that she really, really like enjoyed this episode. So I thank you all as listeners for letting me know that you enjoy what you are listening to. Okay, in this part of the conversation, Nikki talks about a lot of different things. Um, I can't wait for y'all to hear it, but but some of what she talks about, she talks about everything from what does it take to be a leader within a band, what does that look like, to what does it take to to be a musician in a band that plays with or performs with um, an icon. So let's go ahead and step into the balance room. I mean, I just, I had really good training. You know, uh, I played in a funk band called the Sam Kenninger Band uh, when I was a teenager, um, like before I started playing with Beyonce. And it was just hard funk, you know, and I also played in this club called Wally's. And literally, you know, we just play for hours, you know. So the, the only way to build stamina is to play forever. <laughs> like I said, we used, to, we used to have 12 to 18 hour rehearsals with Beyonce, you know, like 12 hour rehearsal, maybe about 
uh, seven or eight of those hours I would actually play, you know. So it's funny because I remember the first week that, like, I came home after, you know, like the first week of rehearsals, my roommate was like, yo, your forearms are swollen. And, like, I had I, I had no idea. Like, I was like, whoa, <laughs> they totally are. Like, they're totally swollen just from, like, bashing all day. You know, and that's the thing is they want it full out. You know, like, it's the show every single time. That's how much of a perfectionist she is. It's like rehearsal is the show. So when it's showtime, you're ready to go. What are some of the, the differences between playing in an arena versus a, a small venue? When you're playing in an arena, it's very, like, sterile. There's not really much of a connection with the audience because for the simple fact that I can't see them. I mean, they can't look into my eyes. I can't look at them. In a sense, it's like I'm so far away. So the music is so far away from the people. But I feel like that's not the goal of the experience. The goal of... The arena game is is the experience, not necessarily the uh, musicality of it. You know, it's the lights and the production and the video and all of this. You know, it's like it's a whole thing. It's a show. I would say that the music part of it is probably like, I don't know, 30 percent of it. So when I play in a small venue, there's not all of that. The ven- The small venue, the show is about the music that's being played. So I personally like playing smaller venues because you really get to connect with people. You know, I get to look them in the eye and they get to see us and see exactly what we're doing. You can see us playing. You know, in an arena, you can't really, you know, see what's happening. And and that, and that's not the focus. Again, as I said, that's not the focus. The focus is you know, the star, the centerpiece, the, you know, the production and the lights and whatnot. When you are, I guess, playing for an artist such as Beyonce, what are, I guess, what is the the life like when it comes to rehearsals and, and everything like that? Like, is it a lot of rehearsals, long rehearsals? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Beyonce is a perfectionist, so we would do it until it was right, you know? And uh, generally, rehearsals were about, 10 to 12 hours a day. Uh, when we got to production, though, sometimes they got longer. We have, like, 18-hour rehearsals, you know, because that's the thing. There's so much planning that goes into it. Once, like, a tour date is set, it's like you you got to make sure that the show is ready before the first gig. The, the rehearsal schedule is rigorous, for sure. Nth Power. I want to know where where did the, the name yep. come from? Came from... Well, all all the original members of the band's names start with an N, all right? So I'm Nikki. Nick is the lead guitarist and and, uh, lead singer. Nate is the bassist. And then we had Nigel Hall on keys. He was was a keyboard player and singer. So when we were in the studio, the the assistant for the day, we kept, like, throwing around names, you know what I mean? Kept going, Nth, Nth degree and this and that or whatever you know at one point it was the (laughs) n-word but uh we went with uh she said the nth power what about the nth power we were like that's it you know the nth power i mean not only am i a musician but i'm a math geek as well 
you know, like we all are, obviously, because we count all the time. But, you know, the name itself, you know, is like a mathematical mathematical equation that literally represents infinity. You know, it could be like an infinite number of power. It's just like it can keep going and going and going. It's like what's in the name, you know? So that's what I see for the band is infinite possibilities, you know? We can go to the moon if we want to. So that's kind of how the name came about. It started because all our names start with the letter N. You you pieced the band together, right? We did a gig at Jazz Fest with one of my one of my close friends. Her name is Jennifer Harswick. And Nick and I have been in her band for several years. And yo, uh, I need I need a bassist because uh, Desron Douglas, he's the bass player in the Jen Hartwick band, and Rob Marshall plays keys in the band. They couldn't make it to the gig, you know, it's in New Orleans. So she was like, yo, I need a bassist and a keyboard player. And I was like, I got it. You know, I'm going to call my homeboy, Nate, who's like the baddest bass player around and all around sweetheart. I was like, I'm going to call him, you know, and she asked me about Nigel. I was like, yeah, Nigel's good. He can, he can, you know, he can come and do the gig. So we played a sound check and we all kind of looked at each other and was like, man, this is a band, you know, we should do something. And then literally we just started writing and recording like immediately. And that's kind of how it, how it happened. But yeah, I mean, I naturally kind of just stepped into the leader role because, you know, that's really kind of the only way I saw it happening <laughs> was if I was going to book the sessions and you know what I mean? It's like somebody had to do it. So it was me. Yeah. What, what is that role um, like? Because I, I have a band and uh, it's primarily like all males, um, what is all males? but it's a lot in that role between you know the psychology of it uh, dealing with different everybody you know you can't everybody's not the same uh the business side yeah of it. so what um i'm interested to know you know your perspective of what does that that role uh encompass as a band leader yeah, yeah as a band leader i mean yeah it encompasses exactly that like you have to be able to uh communicate with uh different personalities and be able to lead, be able to try and get people on the same page and on the same accord and have them uh, almost see your vision, I guess. You know, it's kind of about that, being able to herd cattle at the same time, you know, <laughs> like little kittens, like, come here, you know, like, come here, wait, oh, do that, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's definitely a lot, you know, I have to, um, I have to, like, you know, make business decisions and phone calls and talk to managers and booking agents and stuff all day, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into, you know, being a leader. Um, the album, Abundance. First, it was, let's just get in the studio and see what happens, you know. So, a lot of it was just, just feeling each other out. And then, after that, it was like, okay, well, we need to kind of put together a cohesive like piece of work you know so later on it turned into we need to write more songs you know for this album to like really make more sense some of it was like jamming just trying to figure it out and then the rest of it was us writing writing it specifically for the album 
But the time frame, it took about 18 months from when we first did a session. Because, I mean, honestly, the album kind of, like, took a turn. It was like, we were doing this, and this is how it was going. And then it was like, wait, you know, maybe we should not do that. And maybe we should do this. And then, you know, well, we have this type of, you know, we have this song, we have this song. You know what? We need another up-tempo. Because the, the, the album is just, like, you know, I mean, you've heard the music. Like, a lot of our stuff is very, like, ethereal and just like chill you know we have a ton more songs like that <laughs> yeah but it was like we can't put this song and this song and this song on the album so then we had to like write stuff you know specifically for it so it took about 18 months um this dude <clears throat> he came to our show in uh, i think it was knoxville somewhere i don't know was in Tennessee, and uh, he was like, I got a crazy story to tell you, and I was like, really? He's like, I really love you guys, blah, blah, blah. He's like, uh, like a couple weeks ago, my my mom had a stroke, and into uh, they had to put her in, a, in an induced coma. The doctors said if she wakes up, there's a 40% chance that she'll wake up and a 20% chance that when she wakes up, she'll be able to walk, and he said that he went in the in the room and he like played the cd and that when it got to the chorus of right now it goes and he said that when Nick saying that line, there's living right now, her eyes opened. She woke up. And he said that she woke up and not only was she like talking, but she's walking, you know, like she's doing great. You know what I mean? And that's why I like, we really believe in the healing power of music and it's very serious for us because when people come and tell us these things, you know, it's like, it's a, you know, it's unbelievable. But I, you know, I grew up in church, you know, so I understand the healing power and things, you know, it's like, I also understand that it's not necessarily just that, you know what I mean? Like I grew up in church, but I know that other, other things work as well. Like if you chant, then like that works, you know, whatever you believe, like it's just to have the idea or know that there, there is a spirit realm and that we have to talk to it and we have to deal with it and we have to recognize it. You know, we can't just like walk around not acknowledging it. Because, um, you know, because you believe in God, you believe in a, in a, in a, in a higher power. How important is that on, on your journey as a musician? Because, you know, it's a lot of up and ups and downs. It's a lot of, um, you know, auditions. Uh, it's, it's a life. You're away from your family a lot. Um, you know, it's just like life happening along with a profession that's not so, it doesn't have a map, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So how important yeah. is your faith on, on your journey in life, but, you know, your journey in your profession as well? Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely important. You know, and it's funny because I just did a, a Earth, Wind & Fire tribute, and the, they're, they're, they're probably like the greatest band of all time. I won't get into it because I could talk about it for days, you know. But in the song, Mighty Mighty, they say, how's your faith? 
because your faith is you. You know, who are you kidding to yourself be true? You know, it's like, that's real. You know, it's like whatever you believe, you know, you can conceive whatever you think or whatever you see, like it can, you can manifest it and make it happen. So my faith is, is a big part of, of who I am and, and what I do, like is everything, you know what I mean? Cause I never thought that I would have a band, you know, I never thought that like I would have traveled the world, you know, as many times as I, as I have and played in front of as many people as I have, you know, but yeah, the faith is, uh, definitely important and strong and it's the only way you know we can keep going you know because it does get hard you know we get smacked around van breaks down <laughs> the trailer tire pops off you know what i mean it's like all kind of stuff happens like all day long like for real you, you know stuff that you wouldn't even think that we have to deal with i have to deal with on, on a daily basis but again it's all worth it just to think that everything that i've been through up until now, you know, up until that kid told me that story about his mom waking up out of a coma, you know, it's like, that's worth it. That's it. That's why we do this, you know, is to try and help people, help people heal. You know, that's what it's all about. All right. This pretty much concludes episode 19. Nikki, I appreciate you so much for accepting my invitation into the balance room and kp i appreciate you so much as well i appreciate you if you would like to find out more information about nikki glasby and the nth power check out this podcast description and you can always go to the website thebalanceroom.com and look for this particular episode 19 and you will find all that information in their websites instagram twitters all that good stuff within there and if you have not checked out part one of this conversation in episode 18 i encourage you to do so now i do know for sure that the nth power is coming out with a new project a new album this year november of 2016 um so so keep a lookout for that they're gonna start touring the new music uh in september september 2016 so check on the website or better yet nikki told me this you can uh be a part of their text club and know exactly when they're gonna be wherever they're gonna be so text this word love l-o-v-e to this number five nine nine two five five nine nine two five and you will know when they will be where they will be if you like this episode do me a favor and hit share and if you haven't already make sure you subscribe and get at me let me know what what do you think about this episode you can find me everywhere at the balance room uh facebook twitter instagram all that just find me at the balance room now to my listeners on this podcast who are drummers or to my listeners who know of drummers make sure you share this episode um with them for multiple reasons but one of them being also because i want to make sure that you all take advantage of this offer that my sponsor salt drums is offering to the balance room listeners again which is a 10 percent discount on your custom orders now again this podcast is available on itunes stitcher soundcloud and google play for you to follow and subscribe to new episode comes out every monday so until then this is your host ingrid wood take care god bless and stay balanced